rolling. What's up, everybody? It is Saturday at noon. You know what that means. Another episode of Mega Strange here. We're getting weird. We're getting strange. And we are continuing with our series, Mega Strange Tours America. Yes. We are in the middle of our national tour with... Mega 64 and The Last Laugh. We've been going all over the country. Yes. Talking to people, getting wonderful feedback about this show. People really love this show. People really do. You know, uh, so many times at the merch booth, the people would come up and just tell me how much they love Mega Strange. Nice. And they kept saying, don't stop. And We're I was not like, stopping. Don't worry. We'll see. No and <laughs> uh, we've been hitting every uh, major city in America. And everywhere we go, we've been asking the locals what are the cryptids that we need to know about? And I feel really privileged. Yeah. We've been getting some really uh, obscure, lesser known legends, cryptid yes. sightings, and just little bits of folklore passed off to us, handed off to us one-on-one -on -one from real fans of this show. And they're tipping us off to some stories that we never would have heard of otherwise. Yeah, it was funny. Like, I checked the comments for the last episode, and the person who had told me about the Atlanta bloody walls yeah. proceeded to post a comment saying that Danzig lives there now. Danzig owns the bloody wall house. Wow, a little follow-up. I didn't know Danzig lived in Atlanta. So. Me too. I, I We were at a wrestling show when he was there. In L.A. It's, was, was Danzig at that show? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I thought Danzig lived in Los Angeles. I didn't know he was... People kept saying, like, yo, so-and-so was over there. And I was like, I couldn't see anyone. But then after the show, I saw a bunch of photos of the wrestlers with Danzig. Nice. <laughs> That's very cool. Well, today we are going to be jumping around the map. We are going to be bringing you stories. I thought this was going to be the Midwest episode, but Johnny pulled an audible and did a whole uh, segment on New York. I thought we were going to save Johnny, baby. I thought we were going to save New York for the grand finale. Oh shit! I'm sorry. I had some stories that I wanted to talk about for New York. Well, you could keep. You could bring those up. Well, I'm totally. I didn't research. Okay. Them <laughs> I, this was supposed to be the Midwest episode. I'm, I thought we were going to do Chicago and Detroit. I'm geographically uh, mixed up. Mixed up. In fact, you were supposed to handle Chicago, and you oh, really dropped the oh, ball. Oh I, man, I, don't know, I you fucked it up. We're going to do a big city, and you're like, "Oh, New York, baby, I'm going to do it." Yeah, I ate their pizza. I ate Chicago's pizza, and I was like, "I don't really want to talk about this place." Wow. Uh, Sorry, the Edit comments are going to be... Editors, no. I love I love <laughs> Chicago pizza. I love pizza from all over the country. I don't know how Johnny uh, can have this vendetta against regional pizza. You're really trying to get some people to hate on you. Regional pizza it sounds like a good band name. Everything I say it sounds like a good band name Yeah, I think you. so. I'm going to have about four or five good band names by the end of this episode. I think so. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about New York City and... I am going to stick to the plan and bring you a very, very well-known and well-documented cryptid from Michigan, the dog man of Michigan, uh, uh, of which I have so much information, it's going to blow your fucking mind. You're going you're gonna to be afraid of the dog man. By the end of this episode... But we're going to let Johnny start us off. I need you to hype me up with right now. some of his New York stories. Bring Johnny lived in New York City, yes. so I think that's why he thought he would just do that because this was going to be easy for him because no, you're not hyping me up. He just lived there, so he's going to tell you some stories. You're, kicking out the, the, you're pulling out the rug from under me. He's going to tell you some stories he heard <laughs> while sitting on the subway playing Game Boy. Yeah. Basically. Game Boy? <laughs> yeah, you play Game Boy. I, I catch you all the time playing Game Boy. Yeah, that's um, you know me. I'm all right. Game Boy. 
Let's get into it, everybody. This is Mega Strange Tours America, New York City, and Michigan. <laughs> the, the, you know that you know there's, there's like a steel mill in Michigan. I don't know. All right. Anyway, I'll so, talk about Michigan. You talk about New York City. I let's, wanted let's I wanted to talk a little bit about Soho, south of Houston. Do you have you have, excuse me? Have you ever been to Soho before? Hell no. What, yeah. Do you think I am a hipster? There's no, a lot. There's. Uh, a, <laughs> I, I'm blue collar, bro. I go to what's the blue collar part of New York? The Bronx. <laughs> Staten I, I go to Island. Staten Island. I'm from uh, Albany. Albany. <laughs> I don't know anything about New York. No, I've never been to Soho. Um, yeah. So Soho is like a, a big like fashion district. Uh, okay. There's a lot of cool shops there. Do you like it there? Uh, it's okay. I think it's like Fashion Week happens there a lot. Um, people go there, be like, "Oh, I saw Kanye West." Cool, cool. And uh, you know, there's like a lot of uh, big stores, big fashion stores over there. But I didn't know this before. It was uh, a fashion hotspot. It was uh, in 1799. It was called. Sorry if I butcher any of these uh, names here. Lisbon's Lisbon's Meadow. Okay. Uh, I'd never heard of that before, but uh. Lisbon's Meadow, where Soho is now, is home to the famous Murder Well. Uh, <laughs> let me elaborate. Da, 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 da. I don't know what the Murder Well is. What so, is the Murder Well? I'm also going to butcher this name. Guillema, Guillema Elmore Sands. Uh-huh. Uh, she lived in a boarding house, and she went to go meet her, uh, her lover at the time. We also had a weird name, Levy Weeks. Gilma and Levy were sitting in a tree, F-U-C-K-I-N-G. And down the well they went. Uh, suddenly, <laughs> a, a, a well got involved. Yeah. So what is the story of the murder well? So they meet up for like a, a, like a midnight secret rendezvous. But then the next night, she was found dead. Or no, she was found dead 11 days later. Okay. No one knows where she went. Did they not? Was she missing for 11 She was days? missing and then they found her dead at the bottom of this, uh, at the bottom of a well. Okay, so she fell down the well. Um, we don't know, but apparently a, a legal team, including Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr, got on the fucking case. And they, oh wait, those guys were, uh, you know, notorious enemies. Yeah, they must have been competing to solve the murder. I think they, <laughs> they were so adamant that uh, this guy Levy Weeks didn't do the the murder that they got him acquitted. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. So there's not a lot known about this murder well, except that this woman fell down it. But the weirdness. Yeah, why is this weird? I, I'm, the weirdness. How is this different from a regular unsolved murder? There's a boutique in Soho called Cause. You ever heard of Cause? It's like a fashion, fashion uh, store. I haven't, but uh, leave a comment if you've heard of Cause. Well, apparently it's in the famous. Cause store, the murder well is there. It's just sitting in the fucking store. Oh shit! <laughs> There's just a murder. I'm the well where someone was murdered is in a fucking nice ass fashion store in Soho. That's okay. <laughs> That's Sorry. pretty weird. That's I wanted to weird. get to that. I couldn't figure out how to get to that point, but I thought that was so fucking weird. There's just a well in the middle of like a nice store. You should have started with this. Sorry, I wanted you to get there. Should have been like, hey, there's a fashion. Uh, part of town and look at this one of the most famous stores has this ugly ass well in it yeah some chick got 300 down that well <laughs> r.i.p 
This is Soho. <laughs> Boom. Boom. <laughs> Down the well you go. Exactly. Uh, all right. So what else can you tell us about the murder well? Did they ever find out who killed her or no. how she died? This it's, is actually only a portion of the well that is left. But okay. no, the it was never solved. And like I said, Alexander Hamilton, Aaron Burr, somehow got that guy acquitted. Um, Probably because of a lack of evidence. Yeah. She, yeah. They met at like a random time and, and you know, she was just found dead. All right. So all that they know is that the, these these lovers met up and that's about it. Okay, nice. All right. We're starting off with a light story today. The murder well. Yeah. And now I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to get a little gruesome here. Well, let me say if any of our uh, listeners are in the Soho area, go take a photo of yes. yourself in front of the murder well. Send it in. I'm sure it's going to annoy the people that run this store, but I don't care. Get in there. It's your God-given American right to take a photo with this well. I need a main mega mega stranger. Mega stranger. Okay, that's what we're calling our yeah. fan base now. I need a mega stranger to take a photo in front of this well. And uh, please send us in. Do do a little field work for us. Do like a little hip hop pose in front of it. Uh, it's funny. This store is like one of those stores where they have like three like jackets hung up in like a big empty room. You ever been in like a store like that? Yeah, those are the real expensive stores. Yeah, they always feel like uncomfortable. Like when you walk in there, you're like, oh shit, I shouldn't be in here. Yeah, I know. I know the feel. I need sensory overload when I'm shopping in a clothing store because otherwise I just feel like I'm the most interesting thing in here. All (laughs) eyes on me. And I don't want that when I'm shopping for clothes. Like you're looking at me when when my pants don't fit. No, thanks. Well, it's already stressful enough shopping for pants. Don't look at me. Anyways, next. What else do you have from New York City? New York. I, I, I want to talk about my favorite kind of what mystery mystery ghost story haunted area in all, all of New York of of all of New York. Wow. That's uh, I've walked past this place many times. I think it's not open and it's in this weird limbo where they want to open it because it's so historic, but they don't want to because so many people died there. All right. um, it's the Hotel Chelsea. OK, you ever heard of that. It's in Chelsea. Oh. The Hotel Chelsea. Um, I, I, that sounds vaguely familiar. Isn't that like uh, one thing you mentioned? Maybe some famous people had died there. Yeah. So there's also a lot of celebrities just in general have stayed at this hotel. I have a list here. We have people like um, Bob Dylan, Patti Smith, Tennessee Williams, Sid Vicious, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin. All of them dead. Yeah. <laughs> Think about that. Uh, How'd that happen? Except <laughs> Patti Smith, Bob Dylan, and... I don't, is Tennessee Williams alive? Half of them dead. Yeah, half of them dead. Oh. The other half are dying. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Chelsea Hotel. Um, and I guess I have also reported like a ton of ghost sightings throughout this hotel. Really? Especially they, uh, there's a room, room 205 that people claim is like extremely haunted. I couldn't figure out why it was haunted. Um, oh, wait, no, I did. A writer, Thomas, uh, Dylan Thomas, had died in that room, and a lot of people claim that they see his ghost wandering the halls of that room. Okay. All right. Um but like I said it's hasn't been, it's been closed down for Well, let me pause here yes. and ask you. Why is the Chelsea Hotel your favorite um mysterious thing from New York City? What about it resonates with you? I just love that all these famous people have like been there, wrote songs about it. Um it's also big iconic Are uh, there are there any famous songs that people might recognize? Um, at the Chelsea Hotel. No, I wish I wrote down. There was a list of songs written about it, but I didn't. Oh, okay. I didn't grab those. But uh, I think Bob Dylan has mentioned the uh, Chelsea Hotel in a couple songs. All right. 
Um, it's also really I- iconic in like the punk world Why? because of the next story I want to go into. I want to talk a little bit about Sid and Nancy, if that's okay. One of my favorite kind of New York mysteries. It's not really a mystery, but I like to act like it's a mystery. <laughs> well, for people out there who don't know who Sid and Nancy are, why don't you give them a quick recap? Sure. So Sid Vicious, famous bass guitarist for the band The Sex Pistols. A lot of people don't know that. People are always like, oh, Sid Vicious, the lead singer. I'm like, no. A lot of people don't realize he was the bassist. Uh, yeah, wasn't uh, Johnny Rotten the lead singer? Yeah, he was. Sid Vicious, I think just he was like a good looking dude. And he just like, I feel like people just he uh, was like the, he was like the Pete Wentz. A hundred percent of his day. Yes. Both play bass, right? Yeah. Johnny Rotten would be the Patrick Fugget. <laughs> dude, Johnny Rotten. Uh, sorry. Have you seen photos of Johnny Rotten recently? Uh, How recently? Because uh, no, no, I haven't. Uh. I'll show you later, but there's like, he got really into Trump. He loves Trump, which is really, uh, yeah, that's punk. Hilariously rock. ironic. That's fucking. Punk. And there's this, fo- <laughs> there's this that's photo of him. Like right he got there. really fat and he's like at a windowsill in, in a make America great again shirt. Just like smoking a cigarette. Wait, aren't the sex pistols British? Yeah, exactly. Well, fucking make America great again. You're not even from this fucking country. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go back to your fucking country, Johnny Rotten. You have a song called Anarchy for the UK or whatever the fuck. Like Anarchy in the UK. Like, bro. Anyway. All right. All right. That's, uh, that's fucking whack. Okay. <laughs> and anyway, so and uh, that's who Sid Vicious was. Nancy, her name, full name, Nancy Spongin, was his like estranged girlfriend. Okay. Um. I didn't know a lot about her, but I, I kind of got some info here. She was raised Jewish in Philadelphia. Did not know that. Um, she was apparently an extremely emotionally disturbed child. Um, in what way? Diagnosed with schizophrenia at the age of 15. Oh, okay. And in, in that way. Yeah. And so she was expelled from like all school systems. She ran off to London where she met Sid Vicious and they fell in love. Like hearts in the eyes and, you know, they were inseparable. But insufferable. They were also insufferable. More like it. Um, And through their relationship, they had a bunch of bouts of, I shouldn't laugh, domestic violence and drug abuse. Um, That's not funny. Yeah, I don't know. this guy laughing? I don't, I'm laughing at the next part. Uh, So much so where the, like, punk magazines would start to label her as nauseating Nancy. Oh, that's, that's not, that's not fair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as if, as if it was all her fault. That, oh, she's so repugnant. Oh, she makes me want to barf. Sid, I mean, keep on hitting her. Keep, dude. I mean, that's a joke. That's a joke. Um, nauseating. I'm sure he was a he was an instigator. <laughs> he he in, was a in more than half stand up man. He was a good person. Shut the f- <laughs> up. That's not true. Um, nauseating Nancy sounds like a good MySpace name. Like back in the day. I would have, if my name was Nancy, that would be my, anyway. Yeah, you're going to have to stick with uh, Johnny, Johnny Disgusting. Johnny Rotten. That's already taken. Oh, fuck. All right, anyways, get to the weirdness here. Yeah, yeah. So after the Sex Pistols disbanded, the couple decided they're going to, they want to stay together. And so they moved to New York. They checked into the Chelsea Hotel and they stayed in room 100. Okay. Where they spent all their time. Doing drugs. Having sex and doing drugs. Doing drugs. I can imagine. Uh, but most drugs, importantly. Drugs, beer, whiskey, Especially sex, heroin. Heroin. That was their, their drug of choice. Uh, pause. Yes. 
Heroin must be fucking good because everybody's doing it. Everyone's doing it, bro. <laughs> all the celebrity. You notice all the rich celebrities who die from drugs? They yeah. die doing heroin. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, literally, you've got you've got money, you've got power and access and fame. You could do everything. You could go get all the weed you want. You could get ayahuasca root imported from the jungles that, of Peru. That's another thing rich people do. They they love ayahuasca. But they love for doing that shit. Reason you know. It's that H train that they just can't get off of. And uh, anyways, food, food, for thought. <laughs> food for thought, food for thought. What's so great about these drugs? That's I, what I'm saying. No, I'm scared to ask. <laughs> so they're doing heroin. Yeah. And then going to jump around here on October uh, 1978. Nancy Spongin was found dead in the bathroom oh, no. of their Chelsea uh, hotel room. Was it from an apparent overdose? It was from a single stab wound to the abdomen. Oh, no. And this is the gruesome part. She was only 20. I didn't know that at the time. Sid Vicious was 21. What? Um, All of this happened? They were 20 and 21? That was, You're kidding me. That's what baffled no. me. Because like Gary Oldman playing Sid Vicious in that movie, I thought they were way older. They were fucking like babies. They also, were children. Also, Sid Vicious was rich and famous by the age of 21? What yeah. have I been doing? I was running around in the fucking Luigi costume at the age of 21. This dude's checked <laughs> into the Chelsea Hotel with unlimited amounts of money and power. Oh, I wasted my life. <laughs> Should have been a punk rocker. Should have been a punk rocker. Oh. Uh, anyway, uh, Sid Vicious was charged with the murder, uh, but then he had died, uh, of an overdose, uh, while on bail before the, it could even go to trial. Mm. So now guilty. Exactly. I want to get to the weirdness of this. Uh, a lot of people assume Sid Vicious did it, uh, since there's a lot of evidence. There's a Namely, lot. There, there there's were, a lot there of were evidence. Only two people in the room and one of them came out dead. The other one came out. Yeah. Alive. Previously, uh, even before this, like Sid Vicious was like in what had been jailed for uh, assaulting Patty Smith's brother with a broken okay. Heineken bottle. Oh, nice. So, oh, yeah, so a violent person. He's got a history of uh, stabbing. Yeah. Uh, he also initially convinced, uh, confessed to the crime, uh, declaring uh, his statement okay. was, I did it because I'm a dirty dog. So he confessed. Uh, but then he retracted his statement saying he had been asleep when it happened. Yeah. And, uh, from doing more research, likely story, apparently this fool had taken 30, uh, toenol, toenol tablets. I don't know what that is. Me either. It's apparently like an, like almost like a fucking horse sedative. Like that motherfucker, there's no way he could have been awake. Well, that is not necessarily true. Because yeah. People who do drugs build up a tolerance to it. And I feel like. You're throughout history constantly being amazed yeah. at these stories of people who should not be conscious or should not even be alive after the amount of drugs that they've taken, and yet somehow the human body is able to adapt and do amazing things and survive and not fall unconscious. Yeah. It, if he had taken horse sedatives for the first time in his life, I would be like, Yeah, it probably knocked you out. The, but yeah. If this was a fucking <laughs> habit of his. Yeah, the he fact he took 30. Yeah, that he did regularly. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe you have a little bit of a tolerance to 30 horse tranquilizers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> On top of all the heroin. Yeah. Um, many have speculated like this may have been some type of like tragic botched like suicide pact between the two. And, oh, and maybe okay. he like fell asleep during it. Okay. Um, but then the weirdest thing I found, uh, I didn't know about this. But there's this book called uh, Pretty Vacant, A History of Punk. 
uh-huh. uh by uh Phil Strongman. He accused like in that book, he's like Sid didn't do it, and he accuses this actor slash stand up comedian named Rockets Red Glare. Sounds funny. Yeah. Sounds hilarious. Apparently, this guy had been in their room at that day, like on that day. He had delivered them drugs at that on that day uh, of the night of of Nancy's death. Um, and throughout his life, this dude Red Glare, uh, he died in two thousand one. By the way, um, he denied this like a ton, but apparently, with within friend groups, he would say, "Yeah, I did it." Um, where a lot of people were confused, uh, and got like he got a bunch of mixed messages, like, what, what, "Oh, you did this? Like, what the fuck?" Um, a lot of his friends just think like he had said this to get attention. Um, but Regular also said that there were multiple people that showed up in that room that night. There were multiple drug dealers that had shown up at the room, and uh, some people think maybe there was some type of robbery because there was a lot of missing money. Uh, but to this day. No one fully knows. I'm going to be real with you. This is not that weird. Okay. (laughs) It sounds like two people were doing drugs and one stabbed the other one. And then they were so high. They don't remember what happened. I wasn't really going for weird. I was just going for like one of like a really kind of classic New York story. Okay. Um, Murder mystery in a haunted location. Okay. Uh, Yeah. And that's all I have. That was uh, the end of the story? Yes. Oh, dang. I really shot you down there. Yeah, you did. (laughs) I thought you were going to be like, well, hold on. Check this out. Nope. (laughs) Red Red Glaive Rocket, this comedian, was a vampire or something. I don't know. No, I just wanted to... Originally, I wanted to talk about Gigi Allen, but I didn't think that was uh, good for the show. So I I went to my second choice of the, the... Chelsea Hotel and Sid and Nancy. Okay. Well, that actually makes me happy because I feel like there's a lot left unsaid about yeah. New York City and that we could actually probably revisit this topic mm. and really scratch under the surface about, uh, you know, because I've heard there's like monsters in the sewers in New yeah. York City. I'm sure that there are, you know, goblins and, and creatures that have been rumored to have been there that we just don't know about. Yeah. Um, but Yes, a couple celebrities did get murdered in New York City as well, including John Lennon. Yeah, uh, there was there was also a location. I, I was going to bring up that one as well, uh, where they filmed Rosemary's Baby, but uh, I decided to focus more on on uh, the, the Chelsea Hotel. You know, sometimes I like to get into like, you know, the real monsters of the world. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Well, thank you for doing that and for sharing your research about the murder well and the Chelsea Hotel. Hell yeah. Hey, if you're going to be at the uh, murder well, go ahead and stop by the Chelsea Hotel. Take a photograph of yourself there as well. Let's do a whole tour of um, Johnny's favorite New York mysteries. And send us some photos. Okay. Chelsea Hotel is really beautiful. It's still up. Uh, It's sad that it's uh, in this weird purgatory that they, like I said, they don't know whether to open it or not because it's just so well known which rooms people died in. Hey, open it up. Yeah, dude, I would love to take a tour of of, uh, room 100. All right, everybody. Now I want to shift gears. I want to take it all the way to back to the Midwest. We were traveling um, on our tour. We ended up going to a town that I'd never heard of before, Ferndale, Michigan. And I remember looking at the tour being like, where the 
fuck is Ferndale, Michigan? Why are we going to this place? Yeah, it was like outside of Detroit. It ended up being right next door to Detroit. So we were basically yeah. in Detroit, which yeah. was a great town. Um, I really in like fact, Detroit. Let's get back to the pizza talk. I think the best pizza I had in all of America was in Detroit. I agree. Yeah. Buddy's Pizza in Detroit. Shouts out. Uh, it was delicious. We had pizza in New York. We had pizza in Chicago. We had pizza in Florida. I don't, I don't think we had pizza in Pittsburgh or Philly, but uh, <laughs> but it doesn't matter because Detroit. Sorry, I just like you say we had pizza in Florida. We had pizza at a McDonald's in Florida. <laughs> it was probably the best pizza you could get in Florida was at the McDonald's. Oh, I Orlando. bet there's someone in the comments like, that's not true. Florida has a pizza in. I don't care because <laughs> Detroit beat them all. Yeah. Buddy's Pizza in Detroit. And while we were in Detroit slash Ferndale, we had some mega strange fans, mega 64 fans as well, come up and talk to us. And I said, hey, what is the local cryptid here in Detroit? A lot of people didn't have an answer, but there was one guy who was like, uh, I mean, you could, you could, you could look into the dog man, the dog man. Also a good band name. Well, I look, well, dog man X is already oh, taken. Shit. I looked into the dog man and boy, oh boy, did I or find a lot tired. of information in fact, I think that there are more sightings and encounters with the Dogman than there are with Bigfoot. Holy shit. Here in America, more people have seen the Dogman and have experienced, have, have had Dogman encounters and sightings than the most famous American cryptid, Sasquatch. And I want to start by playing everybody an audio recording. Okay. This is purportedly a call to OnStar after a car accident had happened. And uh, it's a couple minutes long, but I just want everybody to listen and enjoy. This is the opening to my story about the dog man. Oscar Emergency, this is Kyle speaking. How can I help you? Hello? Something just ran in front of us on the road. We're in the ditch. We, we rolled over. How many people are in the car and is anyone injured? There's two of us. I, I, th I don't think we have any injuries. Is the car on its top or wheels or what? No, it's kind of sitting on its side. Hold one moment, please, while I contact emergency services. Okay. Okay, the state police should, should be on their way in a few minutes. Is everyone right. still okay? Yeah, I think we're okay. What ran in front of you? A deer? I, I don't know what the hell it was, but it was big. It looked like a great big dog. No, no. I was standing up. Was it a bear, maybe? Maybe. I, oh, my God. Is that real? Go ahead and end it right there. There's no way that's real. So that is that was, uh, there was a fucking supposedly a call to OnStar. There was a snarl about people who encountered the dog man. Now, as the story goes, there's not much information about this call online. Supposedly, the people in this call survived. Yeah. But they claimed that they saw a large dog coming across the road that was able to stand on two legs. Okay. This is the reoccurring theme in sightings of the Michigan dog man. Ladies and gentlemen out there, the, the dog man of Michigan is described as having 
yellow or blue eyes. The stories are often conflicting. They're either glowing yellow or they're icy blue. The head of a dog with vicious fangs and a human torso. The dog man is said to stand up on two legs and is somewhere between six and seven feet tall. The dog man is incredibly fast and allegedly has a horrible scream-like howl. All the stories of the dog man describe this scream and they always say it has the qualities of a human scream in its house. Some people say it sounds like a screaming baby. Okay. Others say it's like a very guttural scream mixed with like the cry of a wolf. What I think is interesting about the dog man is the dog man is not readily available. The dog man appears on a 10 year cycle every 10 years Specifically around years ending in the number seven, you will see the dog man reemerge in Michigan. Is there a reason for the, the correlation or is it just like a coincidence? I don't know why the dog man cycle is every the dog ten, man cycle. The, the, the dog man cycle is 10 years ending on the year seven. But all I know is that the first known encounter with the dog man uh-huh. happened in the year 1887. Okay. Where two loggers working in Wexford County, Michigan were out in the woods when they spotted a creature that they described as having the body of a man. And the head of a dog. And since I believe uh, 1938, 37, around there, there have been about 13 highly publicized and well-known sightings of the dog man. But what's funny about the dog man, here's what's really strange about it. Nobody was really talking about the dog man until uh, 1987, specifically. And what happened in 1987 was that this DJ named Jack O'Malley and his producer, a guy named Steve Cook, for April Fools, they thought it would be fun to make up a song and invent a cryptid for their radio station. So they wrote this song called The Legend, and they described what they thought they were making up, a legend about Dogman. They played this song on the radio and suddenly hundreds of people started calling into the radio station saying, oh yeah, I've seen that thing. Oh shit. And these guys had their mind blown. They were like, what are you talking about? We made it up. And people fought them and like, you may have made this up, but this shit is real. And so many people started coming forward and sharing their stories about the dog man. Um, Do do you want to hear the song? Sure. You want to get a little taste of it? Where is it? Let's go back to the videos here. And uh, go ahead and do the legend of dog man. The one right at the top. Should I stay on the shot of us or should I go to the... Uh, Stay on the shot of us. This is just audio. Okay. I already warned Johnny before doing this episode that he was going to love this song. (laughs) Take a look at it. You know, he just tried to chew in around the doors. The dog man is said to uh, attack motorists quite often. The dog man usually hangs out on roadsides and is constantly attacking motorists. I'm going to give my Anthony Fantano review.
Casio keyboard. April 1st, 1987. A cool summer morning in early June is when the legend began. At a nameless logging camp in Wexford County where the Manistee River ran. The song had a producer? Eleven lumberjacks near the Garland Swamp found an animal they thought was a dog. In a playful mood, they chased it around till it ran inside a hollow log. A logger named Johnson grabbed him a stick and poked around inside. Then the thing let out an unearthly scream and came out and stood upright. None of those men ever said. I've heard the devil go, goes down to Georgia before. Thing. Yeah, but have you heard the dog? They just <laughs> <been to Michigan>. <laughs> <laughs> left that night or never heard from again. It was 10 years later in 97 when a farmer near Buckley was found. Slumped over his plow, his heart had stopped. There were dog tracks all around. Oh. All right, let's Seven. pause it right there. Yep. That was a little taste of the song called The Legend, produced by DJ Jack O'Malley and Steve Cook. That was the song that inspired all of these people to come forward with their stories. I ended it there. I'd give it a soft four. That song, the lyrics you just heard, in 1897, they found a farmer slumped over his plow. His heart had stopped, and there were dog tracks all around. This is the reoccurring motif of the dog man. Mm. Often, it is said that people die of fright when they see the dog man. The dog man attacks motorists quite often. He doesn't often attack people, but in dog man sightings, you may find a dead person with dog tracks all around them or dead horses okay. with dog tracks all around them. The dog man is always frightening people to death when they see this thing. Um, I already mentioned that the first known encounter was 1887 with these two loggers. The song mentions that as well. But there's also reports from the early 1800s um, from French traders who would be visiting local Native Americans, and they referred to seeing a creature known as loup garou, which I suppose is the French word for a werewolf. Oh, no. So Lupe. you have French um, pelt traders saying that there's a werewolf in the woods of Michigan. You have American loggers saying that there's a dogman in the forests of Michigan. I've even found some Native American folklore that describes um, these animals known as witchy wolves, which are supposedly, what what are the witchy wolves? Let me pull it up here. It's at the bottom of my notes. Um, supernatural beings who are said to inhabit the wilderness around Ulmer Plains in eastern on the eastern shore of Lake Huron, about 34 miles north of Bay City, Michigan. The story of the witchy wolves comes from Ojibwa legends about guardian spirit dogs entrusted with the endless task of watching over sacred burial grounds, which may explain why the dog man is located in Michigan specifically. It could be a creature that is tasked with guarding that particular area. Um... All right, so you've heard the song. You kind of know the description now. Dogman is basically a werewolf. Okay. But it's different from a werewolf. It's described more as a giant dog 
that is capable of standing on two legs and almost has the, I mean, I don't know. I get mixed reports. Some people say it's a giant dog that can stand on two legs. Other people say it has like a very hulking body. Like it's a really buff dude. Yeah. That happened when I looked up the Popelik monster. It was a lot of like, it's like a tiny goat man. And then other times it's like, no, he's like jacked. Yeah. And other people are like, he's headless. What? Listen to this story. So supposedly this man named Ray Greenway saw the dog man in 1986 when he was driving home from an army recruiting station in Manistee, uh, Michigan. He said that he was driving late one night when he noticed something in the field beside him. Uh, while he was turning his car on the road, his headlights reflected off what appeared to be a set of eyes. But... Ray was a seasoned hunter and he knew that the eyes were much too high up in the air to belong to a deer. He was unable to identify the creature until the creature started to run towards him. And as it approached the road, it made an incredibly high leap and was able to jump over a two lane road. Ray is quoted as saying, there is no animal that it could be that I know of. This was no deer. Um, It had yellow eyes and an impossible leaping ability. I remember that I saw both eyes as if it was looking at me the whole time. That, along with its leaping ability, is what I will never forget. That's from 1986. Um, We have another story from Lansing, Michigan, coming from the year 2006. A man named Ron slowed down in his car for what he thought was a deer. All of the sudden, he says, a human-like hand, except much larger than a normal man's hand, reached over the edge of a hill, and this huge silhouette came into view. What came out of the darkened hillside was, quote, a massive man with a wolf-like face. That's a fucking furry's dream. It was much larger than a normal man, and it had a wolf-like face. Its eyes reflected in my headlights. I just sat there and looked across the field on the other side of the road, and then it just very calmly turned its head and looked right at me. Um, Yeah, so we have these stories here of the dog man. Uh, a lot of anecdotal stories. I have a couple more, but what I also have are some videos and okay. some pictures. Very famously, uh, there is one incredibly famous video of the Dogman, supposedly. It's known as the Gable film. It's about three minutes long. And it shows uh, the story of the Gable film was that it was supposedly discovered in an attic of a house that had been sold after the previous inhabitants had moved out and left uh, items up in, in up in the attic. The new owners went and found this tape. It was an 8-millimeter tape. It was actually a film, 8-millimeter film, that had been shot sometime in the 60s or 70s. They don't know when, but based on the vehicles in the film, they could tell that it was at least 30 years old. Okay. It shows people playing on a snowmobile and just driving around in the snow. Um, and then it cuts to them driving in a pickup truck. And as they're driving along the road, they see a strange animal off in the woods. They get out of the car and they chase the animal and they confront the animal on camera, which some people say is the dog man. And the dog man charges the camera and attacks them. Would you like to see the video? Sure. We have the Gable film here. It's silence, so we can play it and we'll just talk about it. We'll narrate it. Okay. 
Okay, so... Snowmobile? Like I said, this is a three-minute video. It's a lot of nothing happening. You know, it's this kid riding the snowmobile. Look at how badass these snowmobiles are, you know? Were snowmobiles around when this... Like, what year was this? I don't know what year this is, but they placed this video as probably in the early to mid-70s. Okay. Um, just based on, you know, some, some experts have analyzed this video and have said like, yeah, these are retro vehicles. They don't, they don't make these anymore. Um, I don't know much about snowmobiles, but there's there's a, there's a pickup truck that's going to be in an upcoming shot. That's highly identifiable. And at one point in this video, you'll see the cameraman pan over when they're driving in the pickup truck. And for Mm. half a second, you'll see their reflection in the mirror. Okay. And you'll see that the camera they're using is really old as well. Dude. So the clothes are old. The vehicles are yeah. old. The camera is old. The footage could be doctored to look old, but I'm going to assume that this was actually filmed in the 70s. Yeah. What I'm noticing right now is I think the like, you know, the corner of the film, I that I think it was added by someone else, but like. Possibly. Um. We have time before the Dogman shows up. Yeah. So I just want to reiterate that the Dogman legend did not get popular. There he is. Did not become <laughs> popular until 1987. Okay. This video resurfaced years after that. Years after 1987. But was apparently made a decade and a half beforehand. Yeah. So why was this video there he is. never exhibited or shown for 15 or 20 years. They may if this video is a hoax, which it might be, I don't know. Yeah, I did see a moment of like interlacing, but that could just be whoever put this on YouTube. This video might be a hoax, yeah. okay? But why did they sit on it for 20 years? Yeah. That's the question you want to ask yourself. Well, in my head like if it was to be a hoax, I would say maybe they filmed this and then like put a filter over it. Look at but, that. That's the car right yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, if you were going to fake this, I guess you would just need a, you know, an old pickup truck, yeah. an old camera, and a couple old snowmobiles. It's possible. Like, the the focus that they're getting is, oh, okay. There, there was the camera. For all intents okay. and purposes, even for people who, is, there's the dog man. Oh, shit. By the way, let's just watch this as it plays out. This is where it gets interesting. I'll tell you more about my analysis after we finish mm. the video. So they got out of the car. They're chasing it now. In a moment, they're going to have a standoff with it. It's going to be about 100 yards away. 100 feet away, actually. Okay. There it is. There it is. Yeah, that's, that's human movement. That's, yeah, that's not like animal. Whoa. Oh, the dog man attacks dog man cometh. So in the end of that video, you see a flash of teeth. Yeah, I've gone through this video frame by frame. You don't see much. You see a flash of teeth. You definitely see some human eyes. When you pause it, there's a close up of some eyes. Yeah, looks like it could be in a guy in a costume. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Yeah, but again, this video sat for 20 years and nobody ever did anything with it. Um, That's the Gable film. That's the dog that cool. man Gable film. I mean, like 
I could sit here and, and, and speculate that maybe like someone had an old camera and some old shit and they were like, let's make a horror movie. But you know, I, I, I'm, I mean, I want to believe, I want to believe the dog man's real. I want to believe. Uh, yeah. So the Gable film is, uh, I think, you know, people have come out and said that the Gable film is probably fake. Yeah. It's probably fake, but experts have analyzed the film and they said, even though this is probably a hoax, it was definitely filmed in the era. This okay. is not, this is not a modern recreation. This is absolutely a film from the mid seventies. Yeah. Like personally, I could see like everything being from the seventies and maybe that final shot being something doctored. No, it was not. Doctored. Okay. The entire film is from the seventies and predates the, let's call it dog man fever that came out in 1987 by at least 15 Another years. Another good band name. Dogman Fever. Yeah, thanks. So if this was a hoax, they kind of just made it for no reason and then didn't show it to anybody until a decade and a half later when it seemed to be relevant, which is kind of an interesting coincidence. Okay, so in doing my Dogman research, I actually found a map where people have... Uh, it was strange. It was like a Google map okay. where they could pinpoint Dogman sightings and write some of their stories. Sure. And I found some anecdotes about people who supposedly have seen the dog man. And I want to read you some here. Uh, I have two that I found interesting. The first one comes from a woman who says that in 1975, she was a newlywed. She was 21 years old and she had a small baby. And her sister, who was a teenager, was visiting her at the time. Her husband, herself, and her sister were living in a trailer park, and they had all gone to bed for the night, were settling down to go to sleep, when around 11 o'clock or midnight, there was a horribly loud howl slash yell from outside. She says, quote, I mean, it was so loud it made my chest vibrate and my ears hurt. The sound was not human, but had a guttural human-like sound mixed in with what sounded like a wolf. We were living in a mobile home park at the time, and it just howled outside our back door. We jumped out of bed and looked at each other and both said at the same time, what the hell was that? My husband, who was 10 years older than I was and was an avid hunter, was not the kind of guy who scared easily, but his face was drained of color. He said he was getting his rifle and he grabbed it out of the closet. He opened the back door and yelled out into the wind, you better get the hell out of here or I will blow your head off. He listened for a moment before I asked him to come back inside. He did, and we never heard any more of that. Needless to say, we stayed up all night, afraid to go to sleep. I've never forgotten that howl. There is no way it was a dog or a coyote. I've heard both howl, and it wasn't a guy joking around either. It was so loud, there was no way a human could have made that sound. 1975 sighting of the dog man. Here's another one from Oceana County from January 2016. A man said, I encountered a bipedal wolf-like creature here in western Michigan, and it got me spooked. I was at my parents' place just south of Rothbury, Michigan, when I decided to take a walk in my family's woods. I got about 300 yards south of the house when I stopped to have a cigarette. My eyes started to wonder... And I was scoping out for deer or coyote. As I gazed back and forth, I noticed a figure. This thing made eye contact with me and then stood up. It was hairy, had very broad shoulders, amber-colored eyes, and let out a growl unlike anything I've ever heard. This wolf, as I call it, made two leaps and was gone. 
And the most surprising thing about this encounter was how silent the woods were up until that moment. Um, all right. I want to show you some photos now. Sure. This is supposedly a picture of the dog man. Okay. Kneeling in the woods. Check that out. We're going to put this on screen for everybody here. Okay. It's kind of hard to make out. Yeah. But you can see there's an eye right there. Oh, yeah, I see Pointy it. ears, a long face, and a big burly body. The arm coming down there to the side. A hunter was walking through the woods when he said he saw this creature kneeling over something which he believed to be a dead animal carcass. Okay. And he thinks that this is a photograph of the dog man feeding on a wild animal in the woods. I have another picture here. Sure. This one is taken by a teenager. I don't know the date of this photograph, but as the story goes, the teenager was in the back of a minivan um, on the edge of a farm in Michigan, and the, him and his family heard some growling coming from behind them. Again, the dog man loves to attack motorists. They're in the <laughs> car. They hear something behind them. They back up, and as the car is going in reverse, the rear lights illuminate this creature behind oh. the car. This guy had a digital camera on him, and he snapped a photo. This photo. It's hard to make out here. Oh, I see. But what that they say... That looks like a fucking like, cougar. They say that this thing, which he believes is the dog man, was standing on two hind legs and clutching a tree stump. And was like howling at them and coming for them. This is one of the most famous photos. Uh, these are actually two of the most famous photos of the supposed Michigan dog man. And put these on screen yeah. for everybody at home to look at. Those are cool. So we got pictures of the dog man. We've got videos of the dog man. We got songs. We got merchandise. We, we got they do have merchandise. <laughs> they do have songs. People love the dog man. Yeah. Um Isn't there like a beer called like Dog Man? No. There might be. I think it's dog eye. So other than the Native American uh, folklore explanation, one other possible explanation for the dogman could be that it is um, an undiscovered breed of wild dog, a wild canine. Okay, I can see that. Many people claim that the dogman might actually be a prehistoric wolf similar to an animal called an Amarok, which is close to a dog-coyote hybrid. Yes. So apparently there were sightings of like cougars in Michigan that for a long time people didn't believe. Yeah. Um, and then it turned out that cougars had migrated into the Michigan area. So as with everything on this show, it could just be an undiscovered animal that scientists have yet to classify. But needless to say, there are so many sightings of the dog man. People see the dog man all the time. Um, and that's all there is to it. There is a whole culture out there. I found out in doing the dogman research that in addition to like werewolves, uh, dogmen or canine cryptids are almost their own subculture of cryptids. Like we have werewolves and then we have dogmen. Yeah. And they're not quite the same thing, even though they're very similar. Same way that dogs and wolves are related. Well, dogmen and wolfmen are also related. Uh, and there's no wolf woman. There is a dog man in Michigan and supposedly he's been seen in Wisconsin and Mississippi and all the surrounding states as well. <laughs> uh, so there you have it, folks. The dog man the of dog Michigan. Man. I'm a dog man now. You're, you're into the dog man? Yeah. I'm going to say it. No, not that weird. Really? <laughs> I'm just joking. 
I mean, it's it's not like the dog man overdosed in a yeah. bathtub. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now we're talking. Yeah, sorry. Now we're talking. Sorry, the dog man's not addicted to heroin yeah. and didn't write and Anarchy in the UK. <laughs> that would be sick, though. I would I would watch that. Yeah. Uh. So I. Uh, that's our. That's our episode yeah, for today. Yeah. We've covered uh, the Chelsea Hotel and the Dog Man of Michigan. And I had a good time today. Yeah, I had, I had a good, good time. time as well. Uh, hey, everybody. Thanks for watching. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe and turn on notifications on our YouTube channel. It's the number one thing you can help us do to grow Mega Strange is help us get our subscription numbers up. Yes. Uh, share this episode with somebody if you think they'll enjoy it. And if you are so inclined, be sure to follow us on social media. You can follow the Mega Strange podcast on Instagram and you can follow us personally on Instagram and Twitter as yeah. well. We're going to be back next week with more episodes, uh, with another episode from our travels around the country. I'm not sure what region we'll do next, mm. but we've been all over. We've been to Pittsburgh, Chicago, Columbus, Ohio, and that we are true. on our way to the West Coast, Seattle, Portland, Los Angeles, and we're going to yes. swing into Texas. I'm sure we're going to find all kinds of weird and strange phenomenon and topics to talk about. If you come out to one of our shows... Be sure to say hello and let us know if there's any cryptids you want us to cover on this show. Uh, what else do you want to tell the people, Johnny? Um, I love you. Wow. Oh, also, I'm only joking about Chicago pizza. I actually didn't hate it. I just... Uh, it, they've I learned, like, they, the, hate, yeah, right. the hateful comments right, have already okay. been left right. at that point. Uh, leave a comment if you like the dog man or if there's any subject from New York or Detroit that you feel like we should cover. We might do a follow-up episode. Uh, and tie up some of those loose ends. That's our episode for today, everybody. Thanks for watching. We'll be back next Saturday at noon with another episode, and we'll be back on Tuesday with a mini episode, so subscribe to the Mega Strange YouTube channel, and we will see you in the future for more strangeness. Thanks for watching, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.